Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sorry to interrupt Eye of the Tiger. We were just getting into it. And then like, we had to start the show, right, Natalie? Right. That's the perfect intro, though. I was I was fighting dancing as we were playing that. <laughs> <laughs> dance fighting? A la, yeah. What movie is that? Like Zoolander? The dance fight? Something like that. Anyway. <laughs> I just I just want to jump right in, guys. So this is a brand new host that we have today, Natalie Roberts. Natalie was introduced to us by David Tam, who happens to be here. David, I got you here, right? So, so David introduced us to the amazing Natalie Roberts. And our topic for the morning is new construction trends and working with builders. And some of you don't even know that houses were made by builders. No, I'm kidding. All of you know houses are made by builders, but you don't know how to work with them. You've seen these people who have like hundreds of listings. You're like, how did they do that? And some of you may or may not know what's going on in the world of new housing. Um, David, you got some interview questions. Well, good. David, why don't you take yourself off mute? You want to co-host with me today, David? Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. So David knows Natalie better. So David, you, you frame this conversation up. If you guys don't know David Tam, he is the star of Four Minutes with the Mr. Wizard of Real Estate. <laughs> yeah. I can now introduce him that way. As right? the, star, the star of the hit show, Four Minutes with the Mr. Wizard of Real Estate. David, how should we frame up this conversation with Natalie today? Yeah, great question. Thanks for letting me co-host kind of ad hoc here. Uh, so I I was introduced to Natalie about a year and a half ago and have been working with her closely for the last 18 months. And she blows my mind with her knowledge in the new construction space, right? Because I'm typically dealing with agents, teams, brokerages, mega brokerages all around the country. And so to have a resource in the new construction space that I can like pick her brain and say, hey, what are the pitfalls? And give me the inside track has been hugely helpful for all of my clients, me personally as well. And so I wanted to bring her on so that we can um, interrogate her and bring all that knowledge to Asian power huddle, right? And then allow you to ask questions to her as well. Yeah. I love it. So David, you want to start with the first question? I mean, Natalie, unless you'd like to say anything for yourself, because we're just talking about you like you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. No pressure. No, I I want to tell everyone how excited I am to be here. David and I working together, not only on David's end, but on my end. And what I've learned from David, as far as agents and resale, um, there is a synergy that has gone on that is absolutely unbelievable. So I'm grateful to be here today. And I'm teed up to talk about everything, new home construction trends, and then some of the best practices for agents trying to break into that new home construction arena. I love it. So, so if, if I want, if I can start with the first question, then I just want to know what are the trends in new construction? Like what's going on in that world? Yeah, that's, and that's the most fun. Um, when we talk about that, what I did this week too, I wanted to prep and bring you all the latest and greatest. So I got on the phone with several national builders, state builders, local builders, and architects who are really, um, well-known and well-respected in their fields. Um, a few changes were, are coming up that I don't think we're seeing just yet. Um, everyone on this call should be really happy about it. Builders are slowly moving back into a space um, of increasing the incentives for home buyers, which what we've seen for the last year and a half is that is completely diminished, right? We know that we've got a limited number of homes available. Builders don't have the land. So now we're starting to see an ease in that. What that translates to as well is they are increasing realtor commissions. 
they have been decreased. Um, it's really a per market thing, but they're they're moving back to increasing that incentive. So your average three percent, but then an additional five to ten k bonus. So that that was something um, I've not even seen hit the market as far as Texas. But when I was talking um, both to Texas, California, North Carolina builders, they quickly let me know that that's back on the rise. Now, with that, one of the interesting things that's coming out is builders are, again, like Lennar, for example, they're moving back into a space where they are offering what we call to-be-built homes internally. Um, what that means is for the past year and a half, they only have offered um, specs that have been started and already have been, uh, the selections have been chosen. So what, what that means is we're seeing and ease um, from home builders with availability of housing. And then to couple that, you guys are going to see some really cool things coming out. Um, grounding rooms. Amazing, right? Who th I just got goosebumps even saying it, right? They're actually being integrated into the homes now where if I'm coming home um, and I need that sanctuary space, I now have a room that I'm walking into and that room has grass. It has a hydroponic wall. It, it's all that evolution of where we're at as a collective and what the buyers are demanding. So that's one of the, that's our two, of the top highlights, um, I don't know if everyone's heard about this. Zoom rooms are huge. Um, builders are redesigning homes for Zoom rooms. People are working at home. If they're not building the Zoom room, they're offering ADUs as an option and a third workspace with your new newly built home. Can I ask questions as we go? Because like, yeah. I don't know that much about the trends in new construction. And but this affects all of us, by the way, guys, because what happens now, you have clients here. This is trends for the next 5, 10, 20 years. Um, are you talking about higher end luxury homes are going to have grass and chill rooms or like, like you're talking like entry level? Mm -hmm. Looking at a well, price point starting around, I've got right now a client who is under construction with a hydroponic wall and a grounding room. And that uh-oh, she cut out. I'll, I'll continue it if... Uh, if she, oh. oh, she's back. She's back. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, there you go. David's got me. Um, so $399 is the current, um, I have a current client with a hydroponic wall and a grounding room. Um, and then to top that off, uh, they're also starting to include MP3, uh, healthy home air systems that incorporate um, a product called Pathway. And Pathway has just been approved and went under contract with the government um, as a complete mitigation to COVID, H1N1, one. Um, so all of these things, Desi, are they're building these home environments that speak to where we're at as buyers. And I, I, and I, I love it. So, so, so for three ninety nine, you're talking about in Dallas, correct? Um, that's in Austin, Texas. In Austin. And what's yeah. the median price point in Austin? How's that relative to the median? Five fifty. So, so, so significantly lower than the median price point. And Anne Marie is asking a question. She said she's not familiar with the grounding room. I've never heard that term either. This is the first time I've heard it. I just Googled it and it says a space that feels connected to the earth, nature, natural rhythms of the planet, and your body's optimal health. Is that, is that it? 
That's it. And, right. then, and if you go further, there's some really cool videos. I personally, David's going to get a kick out of this and he knows <laughs> I ground every day. I'm a huge believer in it. Um, so scientifically speaking, there is proven data that by going outside or now inside and putting your feet on the ground every day, inflammation is reduced in your body, your anxiety levels, your psychological state, all of that. So builders are really getting into the nitty gritty of, of what's important to us now which is awesome okay <laughs> I, I that's right up my alley i love this and and not to go down a rabbit hole but i just got to loop in our science fiction facts here i guarantee david tam has read this have you ever read the book stranger in a strange land either of you guys <laughs> robert heinlein stranger in a strange land 1960 science fiction david tam have you read that I'm uh, no, it was recommended to me. That's why I'm laughing. Two people have said you have to read this now. And so it's a, it's a science fiction classic. Is anyone else watching those of you on live? Has anyone read Stranger in a Strange Land? It's one of my mom's favorite books. My mom was my business partner for years. If you guys heard me talk to my mom, she it's just like six. Okay. Connie Roller says, yes. Thank you, Connie Roller. It's a science fiction book set in the near future. And one little part that's not main to the story, but in the houses of the future written in 1960s, they have rooms that have grass as carpet. And the rich people have actual grasses instead of carpet because that's a sign that you've like made it. And I love that we're now at the point where builders are actually putting in hydroponic walls because we are disconnected in our normal day to day life. So we have to build it in that you get nature when you get home. I love it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And how cool is that? Right. I mean, think of that when you walk in, when we were designing this first um, with this particular client. I was blown away and I went, are you kidding me? I've seen that at Whole Foods, but we're really giving this to the consumer, which Nailed it. It's, it's great. And then the Zoom rooms, the ADU units as a third workspace. Um, and the outside of that, we're, you know, typical craft room. So we're really catering to being at home more, coming out of a pandemic, still in a pandemic. And essentially a consumer and a buyer, we're spending way more time at home. Um, the one other thing, Jesse and guys, that's coming out very strong is architects are redesigning and the front porch is coming back in a big way. Uh, master plan communities, home builders. What, what that means is that the research groups, the focus groups, the study groups, everyone uh, during you know the first onset of this pandemic I couldn't go over and talk to you, but I could sit on my front porch from a distance and I could still feel connected. So this is where we're going to see that reemergence of front porches kind of going back to the good old days and how we felt connected with our neighbor and our community. So it's a beautiful turn. Yeah. I love it. I, I, and I love, I want to dig, if you have a lot of stuff to go through, by the way, I want to dig into Zoom rooms because I'm wondering how builders are building those. And David, is this, this stuff is so cool, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. And I, I also want to parlay this into how it can directly help the real estate agent, your audience as well. So, Go for so it. it sounds to me like we're probably going to need version two with Natalie to cover all that because I've got a list of questions also. But let's let's do Zoom rooms first and then we'll dive into those. Nah, just take your questions. We'll, we'll circle back. I want you to, to drive us, David. Where, where should we take it? Well, so Natalie, I've, I've learned a lot of in the new construction space about how to frame the conversation when I am talking to a high caliber agent, high production agent, a team leader, somebody that owns a brokerage that's doing 2000 transactions a year. And they're, they're messing things up with their relationships with the new construction entities and their geographic region. And instead of working together to make each other more money from that abundance mentality, they're fighting each other. And it's damaging not both of them, but also the client as well. So I was curious, uh, you know, if you were to give a little bit of advice what are some of the pitfalls that you see in the builder space with respect to 
agent relationships and what made some workarounds before that? Love it. Love it. I was just uh, two weeks ago, I was on a call nationally with Thrive, um, which they're a mortgage group. And that's the number one question I got asked. Where's the biggest disconnect? And the biggest disconnect from an internal perspective is communication. When you have a client and you, that client, you know, you've already, you know, research, you have your target locations and homes you're looking at. The best advice I can give to everyone is know the builder, do your research, understand the area, understand their product and understand their culture. Um, By doing that, you're connecting with that on-site salesperson your client's going to benefit because you're in the know about their build process. Are they taking four months to build? Are they taking nine? What is the expectation? Is this builder, you know, and I'm, I don't want to get too deep in it, but are they a truss or a stick builder? And what that means is structural redundancy. Is that important to your client? So the more that you're able to dig in and understand the builder before getting out there, the more that that builder is going to connect with you right from the start and see you as a partner in the process. And so that's where David, to answer there's there, I'll give an example. Um, there may be a case where you have an agent that's coming out. The agent knows nothing about the builder. They're bringing a client and they're almost interjecting in a way that is cutting off the process with that because they don't have the knowledge. So knowledge is key when we're working with builders and they love to talk about their company and their product and themselves. So when when we when I consult for uh, a client and typically you know that's that's a that's a mega brokerage or, or a larger team and I'm like one of the questions I ask is tell me about your your new construction builder relationships in your geographic region and it's an open ended question either you get deer in the headlights oh I don't have any or it's oh yeah let me list them here's the six this is what they've all got this is their inventory levels this is our point of contact this is how we market together and understanding that you can even co market with new construction entities in your geographic region. Because you can do things they can't, they can do things you can't, right? And we're and all- that's one of their strongest, David. Is and I had it on um, on my bullet points to talk about move up programs. The strongest program you can bring to a builder is to approach that builder with a plan and say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell the existing home. I'm going to sell your home. And within that, we're going to create this program of co-op marketing, how we flesh out the commissions within that. And then what outside of that? You guys have massive social reaches. You have massive consumer reach. You are a value add to the builder. And when you come forth with that in this move up program scenario, you're going to triple the amount of deals. They're going to call you first and say, hey, we're having this special. Do you have a client? So those communication lines, and then you're both bringing value to the table. Definitely. And then also those referral relationships, maybe they're moving to a different geographic region. Oh yes, but we have a new development over in, right? And I'm Colorado, I'm building a house right now in Colorado. Well, Castle Rock might not be a good fit. So we've got one up in Littleton and one over here. Let me connect you with them. And through that sphere and co-marketing, also there's dollars exchanging hands, folks. Like this is a revenue opportunity to build really strong, enduring relationships with new construction entities in your area. Because like newsflash, NAR says that a third of real estate agents are going to be out of business in the next 24 months and new construction is exploding by 300%. So where do you think the Delta is there? So that, that's one of the reasons I want to bring Natalie on and probably do another one of these so we can dive deeper on that specific, maybe show examples, maybe even provide some of that to the group. So you guys can go build it on your own and start forging those relationships. And then you can lean on us for questions. Well, that was a, that was a question I was just going to ask. 
is this open to anyone like new agent, experienced agent, who is the right fit to work with builders? And can anybody do this? Anyone can do this. Anyone at all. Um, if you have the passion, the knowledge and the get go to get out there and, and interact, introduce yourself, understand who they are. Um, you are going to set yourself apart from the masses. And by default, to David's point, you know, this is revenue, right? You're you're earning more income because these guys are putting, like, let's take, for example, if we were to do, um, I'll go local. Chesmar Homes is a te- Texas builder. And in that, they're building 600 homes a year. That's 600 opportunities to get connected connected and to sell homes. And all it starts with is that conversation, what what the proposition is and your knowledge um, and willingness to participate. But but it also sounds like there's a pretty big relationship component. I mean, it it sounds like a lot of parallels to the REO industry, which I had uh, as my background. I did retail. Then for the down years, I did a lot of REO. It was all who you knew. It was building relationships. They had to know that you were good at what you did, but they don't really have a way to tell. And so it became a lot of relationship driven. Then you had to back it up with performance. Is it, is it a similar thing in this world? Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, outside of just interacting with specific home builders, get active in your home builders association. These guys are all there. They're they're at the networking events. They're at the award galas. They're at the they're working with the city um, with lobbyists, right, to to push forward growth with our industry. So the more that you can get involved on that level. Great point, Jesse. The more you are in, it is 100% relationship driven with builders. 100%. The more you're in front of them, the more they see your value, the more places. Um, that's it's key to success. I love it. So, so David, I'll let you keep driving this, but I'm just going to throw out a quick <laughs> shout out for anyone who missed. We did a training a long time ago. There's an Asian Power Huddle episode. Zach, if you can find the link quickly, drop it in the box. I'm actually still working on a book called Friend Working. Stop networking and start friend working. So this is the skills that I taught in that are absolutely applicable and will apply to new construction. So if you want to go deeper there, go watch the old episode and we can do another one in the future on, on that relationship building part. But David, let's keep going on, on the new builder stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So something that I started seeing a couple of years ago, which was totally new to me, was these, these hybrid business models of real estate companies, agencies, you know, brokerages actually owning or merging their companies with new construction entities. Hmm. And I, I mean, in the last month, I've talked to three of them. It's like, oh, yeah, we've got four agents on staff on the real estate side, but then we also have our boutique new construction. And I, I, I'm starting to see this kind of like gravitational pull where you can do both. Right. And then actually what happens there is the client gets served way better. Like instead of having to deal with two entities, right, you've just got one and the expertise gets magnified. Also, the dollars go up. So, Natalie, have you seen that? And, and if so, talk to me a little bit about it. Yeah, I love that you bring that up. Um, that is a massive opportunity that is outside. Of, you know, you have your standard box of, of production builders that you're building the relationship with. And you know, that's one, two, three. The other side of the opportunity, David, you just nailed it. I, over the years, have had several projects where the builder has said to me, Natalie, I don't want to hire an internal on-site team. Um, go flush out that find a group that can come in to David's point and represent this project from both the builder 
and the broker, right? And so we bring them in. That opportunity is exponential um, because at that point, you are internal. You are really working both sides, like David said. I think, David, you mentioned, you know, merging. I see it as a merger. I also see it, you know, rather than the companies becoming one, we're just really, we're partnering on this. And in that, you start to move from one project to the next because you've built that relationship and now there is no on-site. Right, right. How many are we dealing with right now where it's like, oh, we got the next one, 400 new lots. Like, let's go. We already got our Rolodex of the three people we're going to go to. Like, it's just continual recurring revenue. Um, yep. And it's really, at the end of the day, it's about your client. It's about the home buyer. Right, and making sure that their experience is the most elegant, streamlined, profitable for you experience possible. So that's really good. One other question. Sorry, my Slack went off. Um, I, I know there is a massive explosion, like there's tectonic movement at a very fundamental level in the real estate space with respect to modular and cross modular homes. And uh, this is something that was new to me 36 months ago when I got brought in to work with one of the largest ones in the in the country that we're now working with. Tell me a little bit about what's happening there with. What's what Elon's doing down in Texas, all of this kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> he always creeps into our conversations, David. Doesn't right. he? <laughs> so this is great. Um, and this this goes into the evolution of housing, but also our perception. So you as an agent, um, me as a marketer, David, Jesse, when I say manufactured home, I'm curious if a couple people can chime in and tell me what the first word that comes to your mind is if we have um what we get to and all as, as you guys are doing this i'll share we get trailer um mobile get, home. yeah mobile home right we get low rent we get shitty pardon my french area <laughs> you can, you can say know. anything you want on this show if i, so I, would, I would say this i don't curse very often i got a three and a six-year-old and if people are listening to this with their children their kids are just getting an education in real Sorry. estate Clean, however you want to talk, this is an education real estate. So continue, Natalie, you're good. Where's the real Natalie, guys? <laughs> um, you get a lot of really negative um, connotation when it comes to that word. So David and I have been working with the largest manufacturer in North America for the last 18 months in that um, what you're going to see coming out, uh, we're starting in Oroville, uh, California, Denver, Colorado, and Austin, Texas. Um, is truly mind-blowing. You will see manufactured homes um, on foundations with garages. And maybe on our next call, I'll have the uh, I'll have the sign-off that I can show the group because we just approved all the new product. Um, these homes, when you're viewing them, you have no idea that it's a manufactured home. Absolutely none. Do these homes include the hydroponic walls and the grounding rooms, Jesse? They sure do. They I was do. just going to ask about that. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. in your head. <laughs> um, so what we're going to see and what this ties back through is we have an attainability issue nationwide. It's a, it's a critical, massive issue that is affecting all of us. And what we've done is we've said, okay, how can we get the cost of this home down and still, you know, reach as many buyers as possible and, you know, people with homes. So in that, that's where the evolution came. We said, let's, let's look at the plants. Let's look at manufactured homes. And then how do we bring them up to that next level and put them where a consumer wants to buy and they're proud. They have, a, they have pride in that home ownership. So what, 
what's coming out in these three communities is it will stand side by side with where you're taking your clients right now. It is a master plan community. It has amenities. They are on foundations. They do not look like manufactured homes. And we're working extremely extremely close with um, both the federal government and local governments on the the financing for these. I mean, what you and I, I can't speak too much to that, but the financing, um, Fannie Mae is offering right now the same FHA um, loans that they would offer for a stick-built home. So right. great point, David. I almost forgot to talk about yeah, that. That's fantastic. There's a little discussion going on in the chat. Um, just so you know, so someone asked, Anne Marie asked, you know, she's up in the Northeast. Will these make it up to the Northeast? And David said they will 100%. Can you elaborate? Because I know that all real estate's hyper local. Will you elaborate a little bit on that, uh, Natalie? Yeah. So right now, um, that is actually Emory. Great question. Right now, what's so interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna divert for a minute. We are seeing on the West Coast and the Northeast a massive push uh, from consumers for ADU ADU units. Um, so that's taken off big time. We already are going live with that. What we're seeing in the Northeast as far as launching a project, we're going to look at probably second to third quarter of next year. But to answer your question, yes. And with the manufactured homes, most uh, communities we will be launching have the ADU in the back as well. So kind of a, you know, you've got both. You've got an income property, you've got, or, a, you know, a, a multi-gen opportunity. And then you're getting into um, an example, the, the pricing on these, you're going to look at starting in the 280s. Um, and they can quickly go just as, as much as a regular home up to 500. Or though, for example, uh, we are, I believe right now, it, we, we're going live next month. And I want to say we're priced at 389 starting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and I'm assuming the cost per construct cost per square foot to construct is a lot lower on the, uh, the manufacturer, correct? It is. Yeah. It's all. And then how take it that next level, Jesse, that's an element we're tying into this. This is handcrafted in the USA. We are bringing jobs here. We are putting jobs here. We are putting a new product out for you, for agents, for buyers. And it's going to be that next spin to, to housing that we're going to see hands down. I love it. All right, we have, have about more. Yeah, oh, we, we have about, go ahead, go ahead, Emory. I say we have about three yeah. minutes. So if you got a quick question, Emory, and then we'll do David Tam. If you got one question to wrap this up, go ahead. Yeah, Emory. it's really quick. I just wondered if there's a resource somewhere where I go and read more about this. There is. Um, you know what? The well. The best advice right now, um, Fannie Mae has a site, and if it's okay, Jesse, can we shoot out um, several links after? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do that. And what I'll do, um, Amory, we also uh, will have the new site up for, uh, I'll give you the client, it's Skyline Champion. And the new, the new product will be coming out from Genesis Homes. We are not live. David's looking going, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah. um, that's where we can go. And then I'll send a link uh, to Jesse for everyone for Fannie and for, uh, how we can look at the different programs that are being offered. Yeah, Zach, Zach just dropped the link in the chat box for Skyline Champion. I don't know what that link is, but if you guys are listening to the podcast later on with this, you're like, where is the chat box? It'll be in the show notes for this podcast. It'll also be in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group where this recording lives. If you just look for this episode, you'll see the, uh, the direct links in there also. So we'll get it out wherever, all, all those places, Natalie. Great. Yeah. 
Great. I just want to shout out to the group, Jesse, that this is not being done in a vacuum. They're not just cooking up solutions. This is cross modular is a solution to the housing crisis in the United States, offering affordable, dignified homes for people like me in my age group. Yeah. Like just because I can build a big house doesn't mean I want to. I'd much rather have a smaller cost effective home or maybe five of them across the country. Like that's what my generation is doing right now which is why there's so much friction when you come out of college. Oh, I've got $100,000 of student debt. I can still get into a home through the use of cross-modular and be okay. And so I want to talk more about that on the next episode with version two of Natalie, okay? Yeah. Good, David, I'll give a quick drop because David did did say, what is Elon doing? So in Austin, Texas, we always know what Elon's doing. They're actually, I'll give you guys a funny, there is a sign coming out on the highway and uh, one of our local tequila makers, it says, uh, Elon, welcome to Texas. We're glad you're here. Leave the tequila to us because he seems to be taking over everything. So in the same breath as Cross Modular Evolution of Housing, he's partnered with um, a, a actually a North American builder, Brookfield residential, and they will be coming out with some pretty intense, cool product um, that you will see again, spread out as well. It incorporates the ADUs, the cross modular, this, this stick bill. We're going to see a big push for all of this very quickly. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, final final thoughts. We're, we're going to wrap it up here. Clearly we're going to do And Natalie, are you open to coming back on again? Yes, I love this. Thank you. I'm honored. All right. This is, this is, I, I love this. And I hope everyone listening, you have to know how important this is for our, your careers, for your clients. I haven't seen this type of information anywhere. David, thank you for introducing Natalie. Like this is, this really is important. This is, this is huge. So thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Any final thoughts, either one of you guys before, before we wrap this up? I'm good. Let's get number two on the books. And then for the for the listeners and the viewers, come with questions, right? I, I know you're going to have some, write them down, and then we can turn the next one into just a large Q&A if you wanted to. Okay? But we'll, we'll, let's do one more of these agent power hills, and then we'll actually book and ask me anything where we can do a Q&A there. Because I, I like the format. Like You guys have so much to share. I mean, we can have a few live questions, bring some questions, but then we'll do a whole separate like standalone. This is just for Q&A for the ask me anything. Cool? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Natalie, enjoy your Friday. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.